I really wanted to bait you into saying hi first. Stop baiting me. You're hi. always masturbating me. Masturbating. Hi. Hi, stinky baby. Hi, stinky faggot. How are you, my little nugget? I'm good, Nug. How are you? <laughs> Ew, Nug. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine. Yeah? Yeah. Just fine? Yeah. That's good. Or is it fine? You'll soon find out on this episode of Do You... Queer What I... Queer. That's Tom. And that's Elliot. And we're Dickwit. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you. Everyone. Really appreciate it. We do appreciate it. And um, you're in for a wild ride this week. I'm so excited about this episode. Me as We've well. We've got lots to do and say. Yeah. Lots of guests popping up out of the woodwork. And by lots, I mean one. Potentially a single one. But <laughs> uh, listen, what's your color this week? Um, my color is like a like a rosé. Okay. Like a like um wine or pasta. Both. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) No, but like both not um, combined, but both simultaneous. Okay. Okay. So like I'm eating a rosé pasta while drinking my rosé wine and like my asshole's puckered like one of those like like rosebuds. Rosebuds. My stomach hurts listening to this. Like a rosé rosebud. I really don't like it. And everything's like, um, like a soft light pink. Like, like see I'm the just, world through rosé glasses. I'm just feeling it. Like I feel like like a like an open vagina. I'm very surprised at how positive this is. Yeah. Considering, considering considering what? I don't know. I feel like you've had a kooky day. I've had a kooky wooky week and day, and I feel like I'm riding the wave, and I'm and I'm that, just on that pink. I'm I am on that pink. I love it. Yeah. No stink, only pink. Just pink, no stink. Yeah. Um. That's so that's so nice. What's your color? My color is like the bottle and the pasta in which and upon which the rosé sits. If that makes sense. Nope. So I feel like I can be a backdrop to your pink right now. <laughs> However, I don't feel like I can certainly emulate the pinkness, the pinkitude. Yeah, so you're like um you're housing my my pinkitude. Correct, your sauce and your wine. Right. I will house it. So your color is clear is what or I'm getting. Or beige? Like maybe like a nice like homemade fusilli potentially. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I am like I'm willing to be there for that energy. I just can't, I just can't produce it. Okay, I sense. understand that. And and why do you think that is? Uh, I'm like physically a little bit tired today. Okay. Um, uh, long day. I worked, hopefully the last shift. Um, of a of a job that I've quit three times now at. We'll see if this one sticks. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, I respect it for getting me through. However, I'd like to move along. Um, so today was long. I, I closed the place. Um, but then, like the thing that brings me back from that being a negative a negative aspect is that uh, what we did after is this. It's this. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say this, but it is this. No, I know. Um, but do you want to say what we went to after? Yeah, so we um, did an interview for a publication. Um, I was really worried about sounding stupid. And I think I may have, but I don't care. Yeah. Because that's kind of like what I'm just going to lean into. (laughs) Totally. And you were so like eloquent and like used all these big words. And I just like farted and laughed. (laughs) (laughs) Just listen for the transcripts of this. (laughs) No, I um, will like keep it cute and like secret until it happens. But yeah. 
I don't know. It made it made this feel real when sometimes this feels like we made it up. Does that make sense? I feel like we live in a fantasy world yes. because sometimes, like, we're all we talk to yes. in this room, and um, it's nice to know that. I mean, it's hopefully will be nice to know that that it 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 lives on outside of this wall. Mm-hmm, totally, and I'm really hoping that we get some hate from it. I hope we get some hate. How many we more times can we ask? Nearly enough hate. Think Please critically, hate people. Us. You can't let Tom get away with the shit that he says on here. That's unfair. Oh my god! <laughs> it's like two minutes in, and I'm already coming for you. I'm so sorry. I just think you're really rude. Listen, Ms. Rose, you're like a beige cardigan. That you spilled white wine sauce on. Yeah. We'll fill our listeners in on that when the time's right. Yep. Until then, you have to wait on bated breath. Oh, I love bated breath. Pause yep. and continue. Um, <laughs> do you have any corners or checkups? I have one corrections corner from last week. I said that <laughs> Christine Elliott was our deputy prime minister. That, of, his, of course, is not a job. She's not our deputy prime minister. She is our deputy premier to he who won't be named. Correct. Uh, head of Ontario. Correct. So no one called me out on that. I should have. It didn't <laughs> sound right. I let it happen. Um, That's my correction from last week. Does that make you feel power drunk? You can now say whatever you'd like. Yes. You can I've said that last week. I said I'm absolutely drunk on power. No one's stopping me from saying literally anything. You can create governmental occupations and no one will say boo. So right. have at it. <laughs> Here I go. <laughs> um, do you want an anecdote corner? Uh, go on. Uh, Tom and I went to the Dua Lipa concert. In Toronto, which every single gay person was at. Yeah. Um, how did you like it? I didn't love it. Right. I liked it okay. I could have just like stayed home and listened to her album. Right. And not been like inundated with 65 of my ex-boyfriend. <laughs> so that's why you didn't like it. <laughs> no, you know me. I'm not good in crowds. Yeah. Um, and I don't love sand. <laughs> so being at a concert... Surrounded by people standing in sand isn't my total idea of a great time. And sand is just like crowds of small shells, right? So it really <laughs> must rub you the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. It was... <laughs> I made a fun night. We were really afterwards for our friend's birthday. Yeah. And everyone was there and... We got carried away. We got carried away. Did it take me 72 full hours to recover? It certainly did. Yeah. You're you, though. Sick? That's, you know, par for the course. Okay. You're a weak little baby. Listen, Dua sings with the voice of an angel. She's so hot. Sure. Can I, she dance? No one's certain. I'm like, I'm a mediocre on the singing and the hotness, but okay. I'll, I'll, I can see maybe why boring people would really think that. I'm so tired, Tom. <laughs> Am I helping or no. hindering? No. Um, We need to, I need to... I can't believe we didn't say this last week. I yeah. screamed with joy when I saw it, but Leah Canali of this podcast and the world, I hope you all know her quite well by now, fucking sang with Trixie Mattel yeah. um, quite recently. It was yeah. at Statler's, right? It was last Friday night at Statler's. Um, Trixie, as a boy, sauntered on in while she was playing, and they eventually went up to the stage, and they played and sang together. Ugh. It was... Uh, 
was beautiful. It was amazing. And of course, like the highlight of Leah's life because she only ever watches or talks about drag queens. Right. So like that's pretty up there for her. When she recorded with us, her shirt said all my friends are drag queens. Which is correct. Accurate. It's not even a joke. No. Yeah. Yeah. So that's amazing. And I'm so proud. Cool. Um, and I feel like seek her out on social media to, to find that video. It's at the cannoli. So yeah. Check it out fans. Um, I think that's everything we need to touch on. Jesse, can you check that list for me? Um, I have like a quick anecdote. Oh, go on. Quick and cute. Yeah. Um, I made a sex tape recently, <gasps> right? Tried once six years ago with my partner. I have never felt more unattractive or never felt worse in my entire life and deleted it immediately. But like, like now technology, I'm pretty happy with it. And so I just like to say, if you tried once and failed, try again. There's still hope. You never know. That's so interesting. So what, what was the difference? Uh, it was more like handheld. Last time we like put it like away and like filmed it yeah. at an angle that neither of us really paying attention to and should have been. Um, and this time it was like cute POV, like, do you know what I mean? Tom shook his head. Yeah, no, no, okay, I do. Yeah, yeah, I like do. cute POV, like yeah. uh, sex tape cute. And it really boosted my self-confidence. So Cute. Has it, Has anyone seen it? I Too many people. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel a bit offended. You haven't shown me yet. I actually haven't. I'll show you no. after this. I, I okay. promise. Yeah. Thank you. Um, it's a bit extreme, which is maybe why I didn't. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Jesse, Jesse. Moving on. Jesse wrote down what my next talking point was on a piece of paper and held it up for me, a la Sally Field. <laughs> um, and, of course, said... I won't say what it said, but it's uh, regarding... Uh, my ex got engaged last night. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah, he got engaged last night, and it was very shocking. My reaction has been sort of all over the map. I cried immediately, and now I'm cackling about <laughs> it like a maniac because it's so bizarre. Like, they just met, and now they got engaged in Indonesia because, like, why wouldn't you do that, I guess? And I don't know. It's bringing up a lot of emotions, it has me questioning the validity of any relationship. Should I? You're looking at me like I shouldn't be saying. No, this. I'm. Please continue. Um, because then everyone came out of the woodwork to. We can cut all this. We're not going to. Um, to congratulate them, and I'm just so that this is where I'm sort of tongue-tied, and I, this is going to come off sounding really mean. Now Jesse's even laughing, but <laughs> like, congratulations implies that you achieved something and now everyone no we're not doing this we're not no we are this. continue sorry continue i'm i i understand what you're saying i understand where you're coming from but like asking someone to marry after three months like what have you achieved there i, I sound like a better ex and like that's part of it too lean fully and that's okay but you're allowed to have feelings i don't know it just I don't know. How do you feel as someone who's had a partner for seven years and have never been congratulated on that? I, I, I thanks for the bus throwing. I appreciate it. <laughs> beep, I beep. just saw a big TTC one coming <laughs> down and just hucked and you into flattened it. on the road. Um, no, I, you, you know that I, that I like second what you're saying. And I think that um, it's great and it's good to, to congratulate love and good things happening. But I just, I just don't think that um, if someone is doing 
that to get that congratulations if that is the motivation for it then that is messy territory because uh the next 50 years are where the congratulations comes in like is it you know like the effort behind behind it that was the most diplomatic way i could have said that i don't know how that yeah i don't necessarily think it was for that reason it might have been but Let's let's get off this corner. This corner is closed. <laughs> this corner is ugly. It does not look good on There's me. There's a wet floor sign in this corner. Don't come <laughs> I near slipped. it. I yeah, fell. Tom's gone. So <laughs> I think we have something a bit more important to talk about. We have something really more important to talk about. We have a guest here this evening with us. Hi, Trisha. Hello, Hi. Internet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to be able to listen to this podcast again now that i have the knowledge that their guest sits in silence no throughout that intro you can edit that out if you want to well no it doesn't usually happen like that we just wanted to do it with you oh that's the jokiest thing i've ever been a part of like i sat in this chair trying to silent laugh the whole time um being so sneaky i was like look at me being so quiet while I Usually laugh. We're much more we're much nicer to our guests and we like cut in a, <laughs> okay, great. a segment. Rude for yeah. But we didn't do that for you. That's totally we want fine. it to be organic. Look at how organic we are now. You know yes. I mean? And then the other thing is is that I'm holding a giant microphone on my lap. Um, so if we're talking about organic, this probably isn't organic. Um, but here we are. And if I need to yell, do I have to like pull pull away from the microphone i think we'll our guests are it. used we'll to we'll fix listen. it in post yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's something just... a podcaster says right <laughs> yes exactly you'll just bring it all down bring yeah. it all down yeah it's totally fine thanks for joining us hi. thank you thank hi. you for having me now thanks that i'm officially coming. here and not just your silent partner it's great <laughs> but sometimes we were looking at you <laughs> yes <laughs> like you looked at me and you're like Listen. Big eyes, like nod. I was like, "Yeah." What's more on par than like two men silencing a woman in a room? <laughs> I feel like that's very the flavor of this podcast. Thank you very much. Like, you're welcome. No, where do we go from that statement? <laughs> yeah, that's um, our tagline. It feels nice because, like, whatever I say, I feel like you would also say. So it's just like looking into a mirror as I speak, which is equal parts comforting and upsetting. Yeah, just like physically and emotionally. And I honestly feel like a storm rolled in this room that you're both sitting here. The energy is very much like humidity and electricity, and like lightning may happen at some point. (laughs) You never know. I don't know, and I'm afraid. I might yawn scream at you. Enough of yawn screaming. Um, Eventually, one day, someone out there will write a show and then cast both of us as like twins, like I did, like well, <laughs> not identical twins, but like fraternal <laughs> twins, and it'll be a riot of a we show. We do need more I shows about that. white cis people, it's yeah, true. like the skeleton twins. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Hi. Hi. Who are you? Um. Who am I? Uh, my name is Patricia Allison. I often go by Trish. I'm a contemporary dance choreographer in the city. Um, I'm doing my master's at the moment, my MFA in dance, which has just been a hilariously jokey time of life. <laughs> and uh, I'm getting married in two months. <gasps> Yay! I'm not ready to talk about that yeah, yet. Yeah, okay. If you really? Mind. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to jump in all over that convo about engagement, um, but we can put a pin in that and get back to it later. Thank you. Um, where did you want to go from here? Um, what's your color today? Oh, uh, I was warned about this in advance, so I had time to think about it. And I'm like a stone gray. Okay. Um, oh. Which I think also like, like dictated my outfit today. I'm wearing like g- neutral green hat, black shirt, like washed black jeans. Um, 
And I think it's just because I needed to get down to business today. So I like woke up and this was like the outfit I put on. So I was like, got to get it done. Yeah. Did you get and? it done? Most of it. Yeah. Nice. Like I felt good by the time I was like leaving the house to come here. I was like, okay. I like had a day. I got some work done. Doing a lot of like independent work at home is very difficult. And I think I'm very bad at it. Me I can't do well. that. No. Like so unstructured like, reading and writing. Right. Thank you. But you must have been like cleaning and cooking and watching TV. I did some cooking. Like... Tamara did all the cleaning. Um, you know, you just got to choose your battles. Get Wait, done. Tamara's at home with you as you're trying to do work? That's uh, even more A difficult. lot of the time, yeah. So her and I have both been like sporadically employed over the past like two months. And anytime she's home... Tamara my, is, of course, Trisha's fiance. Yes. If and, you didn't catch uh, on. Yeah. So my productivity just plummets <laughs> every time she's around because um, yeah. she's a lot more fun than reading. Let's be honest. Oh. Yeah. Aww. That's nice. Yeah. You're like melting Tom's iced over heart right yeah, now. Yeah. What's that emotion like? <laughs> just have more wine. You'll be fine. <laughs> you really are me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Trish. We like to ask every guest this, so we're going to ask you this too. How do you use um, being queer in your personal life or professional life to to create change? You're looking at me. Oh my, like so soon? This is like where we're starting <laughs> Yeah, it's a good it starting is. point. There's no like, like, like warm up? Okay, okay, sorry. No, no, I can. No, 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 can, put that question in your back part. Let's have a warm up. I can get there. I just need a moment to No, let's do a warm up. Let's do like a. Okay. Let's do like a... I love that you've like infiltrated producer this podcast <laughs> as soon as we you started. Start editing like, and then I had going. to wait while you guys talked and you're now like, you just jumped in with a question. What's your color? How do you make a positive difference in the world? <laughs> like I need a little bit more warm up in between each question. Okay. Let's maybe talk about um, your art first and your art form. Mm, yeah. Thank you, Elliot, for okay. keeping us on track. Yeah. No, oh. I'm, <laughs> I'm already on the defense because there's like two Tom energies and I don't know how to function right now. Um, my art. Um, I think I'm in a really weird phase of life uh, surrounding my art, which is like part of the reason why I went back to school to do my master's. I feel like we're old now and I look to Tom as I say that because Tom has been a contemporary of mine for a long time. Um, <laughs> Not too long. Like we've lived a lot of life and now I feel like we're here yeah. and I feel like super solid about the things that I feel like I've been working on for the past decade and now I'm feeling like it's time to like level up. Mm -hmm. um, so... Like, in particular, and this might segue to the beast of a question that you asked, but I feel like more and more my work is becoming politically driven or, like, socially conscious, probably in a way that we couldn't get away with five years ago um, or, like, in a way that's super important and, like, needed right now. Um, so I'm kind of at school to try and, like, break my own system Mm -hmm. and learn a, I was going to say a better but like a different way of working I like being challenged I just want to like use that energy that's so amazing you I feel like we really really need that and I think that um, that's the impetus for this is hopefully that everyone can use art for some sort of social change yeah. right yeah otherwise Especially I don't really 
care. Yeah. That's me I personally. Know. Well, but, and like, that's the it's thing. It's got to mean something. Otherwise, what's the point? So, like, Tom and I have this mutual friend, um, Megan. Megan has to make it into this podcast. Um, <laughs> but her and I were watching something the other day that was, it was um, Two Dope Queens. <laughs> and there was, like, this episode of HBO special that was, like, filmed right before Trump won. Mm. So, like, it was, like, they still had the hope and the optimism of, like, who's going to be president? Hopefully not this guy. And Megan, like, sat there, and I'm paraphrasing, and she'll call me and murder me later. But she was just like, I don't know if I can watch. Like, I'm having a hard time watching things, yeah. especially from, like, right before Trump won. Yeah. Um, but also, like, just, like, a lot of things from before that time. Because uh, I'm someone who would have described myself as being pretty progressive and pretty political from a young age but Mm -hmm. I didn't know how much growth and how much learning I had to do until recently Uh, and I can't watch art that isn't aware Mm -hmm. that isn't about something important right now like oh my god (laughs) speaking every conversation Tom and I have had for the past like three weeks have revolved around this and how do you how do you demand that kind of thing from art that you want to consume but it's just not doing it you know and like that's so tricky and difficult Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just look elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah. You look to local podcasts like Do You Queer, What I Queer. <laughs> self plug and a self plug. <laughs> yeah. More producing. Like, <laughs> can we, should we just hire you? <laughs> no, you have a wonderful producer who's sitting over my left shoulder. Um. <laughs> he stopped Sally Fielding. Yeah. Um, I'd love, so this, we do love telling stories on this podcast. It's my favorite thing to do, it's my mm-hmm. favorite thing to listen to. And I love your story of, um, what's the right way of putting it, of um, coming into your queerness. Coming into my queerness. I mean, Um, you've always been queer because... Yeah, so if we're going, like, how far back do you want me to go in the story? I I want to go all the the way back. I know nothing, so, like, enlighten me. Like, great. Yeah. Take us Um, there. So I identify as bisexual, which meant that it was super easy for a very long time to feel very comfortable labeling myself as straight. Uh, and that was like, I remember being like nine or 10, we're going like all the way back, like being super young yep. and like hearing about people that were gay and then having a moment of almost like panic where I was like, oh, I might be gay. And then my reassurance was like rooted in the fact that I had a crush on the boy in my class. So I was like, cool I like have a crush on this guy Mm -hmm. therefore I'm not gay because for me it was either like gay or straight and then even in high school I like the rhetoric surrounding people that were bi was super mm, aggressive or like bi people were just confused or bi people were problematic Mm -hmm. was very bi biphobic super biphobic yeah Yeah. um and I was like super on board with like doing the AIDS walk in grade 10. Like, I was, like, always the best ally is, like, what I described myself as. Um, Not realizing the sort of, like, microaggression and the, like, micro damage I was doing to myself. So it wasn't until I was, how old was I? Like, 29? And I met Tamara Protik, my fiancé. And... It was it, it became the moment that it was like 
undeniable that I was attracted to a woman. So like if I had been and I have been like in retrospect, I sat there with like a lot of aha moments where I was like, I totally had a crush on that girl and I totally had a crush on that girl. Uh, But she sort of like broke through the barrier and like just asked me outright. Asked you what? Uh, To like go on a date. It was like the first time that a woman had like asked me out, like not just like kind of hit on me at a bar. And I said no, as you do, Um, not wanting like I was like, like we can pull up the messages, but it was like, (laughs) I'm saying no to you in a heteronormative way, like as to not want to lead on a lesbian, even though I'm curious. Like it was just like the wait, you said that I like because it was (laughs) four o'clock in the morning and I was eating a falafel in bed. (laughs) (laughs) A la Tom. (laughs) and i just wrote her back like this long long super long message but the the thing is and i think it worked to her benefit that i knew i had known for like five months that she had a crush on me so we were working on a show she's the stage manager and what show was it it was pool no water (laughs) yeah um the first the the first first pool no water yeah and she like came into the theater she was like replacing a stage manager from before and i like had this moment where i was like oh who's that woman and i was like taken by her but i was like that's weird um (laughs) and then like months later we were at a different fundraiser for the same company and one of my friends turned and looked at me and they're like are you like super straight because tamara has a crush on you and i was like oh yeah yeah i'm like super straight but then for like five months i had it in my head that she had a crush on, which I think worked to her favor because I needed that time. Like I needed that time to like sit there and think about being with a woman and think about all the things that that means. Uh, And then there was the famous night where she asked me out as I was eating falafel in bed via like Facebook Messenger. And I said no in this like super long and awkward message. (laughs) Woke up the next morning to talk to Megan. Megan comes up so much in my life and Megan literally said she's asking you out on one date she's not asking you to marry her oh my god (laughs) flash to like three years later and sure enough we're getting married in two months (laughs) but wait I missed some details please so you did so so then you reneged on the no and you said yes so then after I spoke to Megan the next morning like before she had even woken up I like texted her back and I was like, no, let's go on that date. Uh, and then that date turned into, I was about to say the cheesiest thing ever. That date turned into the rest of our lives. <laughs> <laughs> From that date, we were like pretty inseparable. Like we clicked pretty hard right away. And I panicked really hard because I was like, oh, no, I like this one so much. And now she's just here all the time. What was your panic? Just that you were still like. Uh, it was like the heartache thing. I was like, I like had had my heart broken and knew what that felt like so right. i was like well that's about to happen again knock on wood it hasn't happened yet but yeah and then and then because i had never dated a woman before and all of a sudden i was in a relationship with women or with a woman i swear to god there was only one <laughs> <laughs> hey you get back in the closet <laughs> yeah i had to like come out slowly to all of my friends and i decided mm. to do that in a way that just felt very me um so including being in a car with lovely tom's over there and uh just saying it super matter-of-factly just being like dating someone new 
this person's a woman. Um, we have another day next. And just like you were trickier, you were trickier. You like gave me a bunch of info first before you told me her gender. Yeah, you're like, oh yeah, I'm seeing someone. I'm really like, I'm really happy. And I was like, floored number one because like, <laughs> okay, rude. <that> t- <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh, you're in a relationship. Weird. I was like, weird. That's just crazy. Yeah. And then. And then you like gave me more, more and more info, and then you dropped the bomb. Mm-hmm. I bet Tom was and very I, not dramatic about that. Uh, he was in the front seat, I believe, and turned around and screamed. We right. were like in a car on a road trip, <laughs> um, a la Tom. <laughs> I also like. I'm curious because one of the things that that experience, and then since then, my therapist has talked to me about is I doing, reacted wrong. No, is <laughs> Tom ruined your life by reacting wrong? <laughs> um, I don't talk to my therapist about you. A guy <laughs> screaming at you. <laughs> That you're you're in a relationship with a woman. (laughs) No. um, It's kind of doing what you have to do to come out. So, like, for example, the way that I came out to my parents was, like, I just, like, texted my mom. And I was like, hey, hey, cool, cool. I'm dating someone new. They happen to be a girl. We're going to be in Ottawa next week. Do you want to meet her? Like, and it was just, like... But and the, so there's part of me that's like, oh, I should do this over the phone. Oh, I should like sit down over coffee with my mom. Um, but in hindsight, I'm like, I kind of just needed to like get through a lot of those moments, and I had to do what I had to do. How do you feel about it? In hundred like- percent, I feel like it's about you, right? It's about you feeling as comfortable as you can, and like our our thing on this podcast, I think, is kind of steering away from the like totally. Um, aggrandizing nature of coming out and how it kind of eclipses everything and I came out once and like that was it and it's like you can come out slowly or not at all or come out half and then like it's just or a it's metaphor that doesn't like yeah it's a metaphor that's too clunky to fit like right. queer identities today and so it's like be safe and and do what feels right for you yeah. you know and we need to like this is something that I was talking to <laughs> with Megan today about like stop <laughs> fucking worrying Megan. <laughs> stop tiptoeing around stop worrying about like straight people's reactions like no that's not what the concern is like, yeah yeah they're I mean gonna be okay with it or I'm also gonna call you out on this and all of my queer friends throughout my life uh no one told me that you had to come out like every fucking day oh Sorry. yeah <laughs> oh my god but it's like <laughs> every time you're booking a airbnb or every time you're mm-hmm. going up i didn't realize that that was my ignorance that yeah. was but my... that's the metaphor of coming out makes people believe that it's a one-time thing it's no. every fucking day like a hundred percent um i didn't know you guys and that's the thing too with like texting is like you're still gonna re-come out when you then meet your mom with your new partner you know what i mean like it's 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 constant honestly that was um what three years ago yeah wow three years i know because we're old now (laughs) no jesse cut that we're not old (laughs) jesse make tom seem older (laughs) edit that out seven years ago (laughs) audio wrinkle me yeah (laughs) um okay and then so now you're engaged how did that happen uh yeah i feel like uh a lot of how i would describe the past like three years of my life has been like i keep joking that it's like a tumble out of the patriarchy or like a tumble out of privilege because uh, the other thing that you may or may not know is that like i'm gonna say a year and like three months ago i was diagnosed with ms so i was like i also became disabled which is like i wasn't fully 
owning up to all my queerness or I was like just getting the queer suit on and like learning how to rock it. And then I got like hit with this like other news. Uh, So all of a sudden I went from being like super privileged in terms of being like straight and white and cisgendered. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, all of a sudden I was queer and disabled. (laughs) That's (laughs) quite the step to take. um, So I just went (laughs) Typical you, you don't take one (laughs) step. You tumble down the stairs. So I just went to do my (laughs) master's. I was like, I can't deal with any of this out here. As if that's like the reaction is like, (laughs) let's just do a really intensive program right now. Yeah. (laughs) So I was like, I'm just going to go bury myself over here for a little while. Um... But what was the question? Um, I, well, I, I now have a new question, if you don't mind. Okay, like, yeah, yeah. how does um, your disability inform your masters and your art as a dancer? I'm going to go back to your old question. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you, associate producer. Trish. You're welcome, because I remembered where I was going with that. Um, so then Tamara and I got engaged in what I would say was like, pretty quickly like we were engaged I think after like two years of dating but I think I'm like it's not pretty fuzzy well it seems I don't know no Considering I, I, I was you. so I single longer than three it. months yeah. yeah yeah uh but I think when you go through something like being diagnosed with MS that like propelled our relationship by 20 years mm-hmm in a way that like you live through most like trauma together mm-hmm. and then you get to know each other so much faster and it just becomes like a question of, of like are you in are you out so my reaction at the time was like to be pushing her away i was like get out of here i feel like a la tom um <laughs> i was like things are hard leave okay. no out. more guests who know me <laughs> yeah. i love that only strangers <laughs> um So then even when she proposed, I like had this moment where I was just like, oh, like you don't have to sign up for this. Life is going to be really hard. But I said yes. And I'm so happy that I did. Uh, She's such a dummy. She's going (laughs) to marry me anyway in two months. Um, Um, Wait, sorry. Where, how did the engagement happen? (laughs) Have you heard this story before? Yeah. So we were on vacation. We had like gone to Iceland and with like my sisters. I I say that one of them's my blood sister. The other one was just raised like one. And then her Tamara and I left to go to Europe and we were in London and we had had like a beautiful day. And then we were back at the Airbnb. And like, you know, when you're traveling and you're just like exhausted and sweaty and you're like collapsed in the bed you're about to shower before you like go out for dinner and have a nice night yes you know (laughs) such a good yeah yeah and then we were like horsing around as we do um I was like having a great time I thought it was hilarious to be blowing raspberries (laughs) as you do it was so funny to me and then she like looked at me and she's like do you want to marry me and then it took me a solid five minutes to realize <laughs> that she was proposing for real. Oh, my God. And it was just based. I just started like living a lot of thoughts because we had spoke. I was like, I don't want it to be a big spectacle. So like in an Airbnb blowing raspberries, not a big spectacle. Mm-mm. I was like, I don't want there to be a ring because we're theater artists. And we're poor. So like no ring. So there like wasn't a ring. So, but without a ring, it's kind of confusing that now's like, the time. You regret that you said that. Like, <laughs> yeah, where's my like, ring? Oh, I should have said something. <laughs> um, yeah. So it was just like, so, and then eventually I like got there in my like state of shock. And I was like, so we call our parents and we tell them we're engaged now. And she was like, yes. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. And then it became really real. 
That's so fucking cool. Yeah. Was it something that she says that she'd planned for? Was it spontaneous? Yeah. So she had planned to propose in Iceland, but Iceland ended up being a whole thing for me because I had like just been diagnosed with MS. I had like just regained. I had like lost the function of my feet when Mm. I was like first diagnosed. So I had like just regained that. So we were doing a lot of hiking. So it ended up being like a really self-centric like power journey for me. So she had meant to propose like on a mountain picturesque in Iceland. Mm -hmm. But I think she like needed me to come down from that first and like find my roots again. Right. And And then she proposed. Yeah. Wow. She knows you so well. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. That's so sweet. Oh and now you're getting God. married in, like, literally tomorrow. Uh, yeah, two months from now. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's that like? Giant? Um, hmm? Giant? Not gi- uh, uh, medium-sized. Knowing th- your family big. That I'm getting married? Yeah. Yeah, no one thought I would. <laughs> no, I just, no, I didn't mean that. <laughs> I mean, like, large amounts of people. Yes, large amounts of family showing up for this. Um, and no one thought I would, so it's a huge shock <laughs> yeah. to everybody. Should I just direct all my family towards your wedding, too? <laughs> yes, they can just come <laughs> hang out at my wedding. It's um, super stressful, I think, to plan a wedding, but I think now, more than ever, super important. And one of the things I keep saying is that if I was in a hetero relationship or if I was dating a man, I probably wouldn't. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. necessarily see the need for it in terms of, like, common law and all the ways that you can, like... Be legally together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But I think even now, the fact that it's legal seems like it might be fleeting. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, like, they're trying to repeal abortion in the States, which seems crazy. Yeah. So now more than ever, it's, like, we marched into city hall and we got that fucking marriage license and we like wrote our names down and we're like doing it for the fact that I'm exercising that right is how I feel. I really like that, cool. that standpoint. I've never really thought of it like that actually. Yeah. I still, I can I, yeah. I'm watching Tom like process and like reprocess. Tom's like, first of all, you're gay. <laughs> Second of all, someone's dating you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, maybe that does mean I have hope huh maybe that means I have hope like I wake up do I start dating women yes well I mean that's all I had to do just change (laughs) up the gender you're dating doesn't work for everyone okay um you heard it here first (laughs) yeah but like four mornings out of seven I wake up in the morning and I look at Tamara and I'm like oh my god like I tricked this one I somehow (laughs) convinced this one that I'm worth sticking around for. What are the other three days? Yeah, I'm just too sleepy to right. even. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like coffee. Yeah. You fuck thoughts right now. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Is getting your ma- like is does your MS inform the work you're doing getting your masters in dance? Like, is is that a part of why you're doing it? Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, in terms of, I hit a moment in my life where everything was so uncertain. Uh, and I didn't know what to do with my career. So I like threw myself into my master's. I jokingly compare my like coming out with MS to my coming out as queer stories in which I like started at York University and it was like four months in and I like still hadn't told them 
that I like wasn't able to really walk six months before that. Like mm. I told them in my own time. Right. Uh, Aren't you one of two students or something? Four. four. There's okay. four of us. And it was the type of thing that the second that I told everyone, they were kind of like, oh yeah. Because in a master's in dance, like the first few weeks of school, we were just choreographing something on ourselves like every week. And a lot of my stuff was like, super on the ground like it didn't involve me standing or jumping or but those were like choices I was able to make right uh so when everyone finally found out they were like oh fuck yeah like right oh now we see it um and I I also just think that it's informed the type of room like as a creator the type of room that I want to host I always felt like I was open I always felt like accessibility was important to me. I always felt like diversity was important to me. But now these things are like more important than ever. Like mm-hmm. where I used to preach them, now it's like a hard line for me. Like every room that I'm in must be accessible and diverse and yeah. right. all of the things. Yeah. You caught me. I remember last summer, um, Trish and I uh, co-assisted Shakespeare in the Park, the two of us. And you caught me one day when I was like... By Shakespeare in the Park, you mean Shakespeare in the Rough? Yeah. 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 You work I just don't know if I'm allowed... Because I don't know if I should be... Edit that out. (laughs) Jesse. Maybe, maybe. I'm so sorry. I'm sure it's... I talk about it all the time, but we'll see. Um, But there was a point where I said, oh, well, oh, the audience can just... Can just... um, I can't remember, but they they can just walk over there. And you looked at me and you're like, no. Or they they might not be able to. They might not be able to. And I was just like... Thank you for keeping me in check on accessibility because yeah. it is, you know, it is part of the under the queer umbrella, I'd like mm-hmm. to think. And like, how, how dare I for forgetting that? Yeah. I mean, I also feel like within our friendship, we've had opposite moments where you've called me on shit. And I think it's just about being open to learning the things and hearing the things. I agree. Because you weren't like a total a-hole in that moment. You weren't like, get out of here with your sensitivity. <laughs> <laughs> That's my Tom impression. I really like that. It. You really nailed the yeah. accent. Anytime you want to. Yeah. <laughs> Please just come on as Tom one day. <laughs> See yeah. if anyone even notices. Yeah. <laughs> I actually kind of like that idea. <laughs> <laughs> Um, cool. Fucking cool. Yeah. So tell us about your wedding. Can you? I, yeah. I mean, I want, I want to say that it's going to be like super chill is what we keep trying to say. Like we're going to city hall during the day. We've already like booked our ceremony there and then we're having a party at night. Um, yeah. Throwing a wedding is everything that they say is going to be like the, like that guest list was the hardest thing. And then mm. the second hardest thing is the menu. Just like, and we're not even doing a dinner. Like, we're like, let's cut all of the things that make planning a wedding difficult. Yeah. We're like, let's just get people in a room. Like, so hippie. Uh, it's still a lot of details. Like, it's still a lot of things. But it should be a really fun party. That's what we're hoping for. That's so fun. Yeah. My brother did the same thing. City hall and then no dinner, but hors d'oeuvres and party. And it, like, went really, really well. Great. That's so all I'm hoping for. for. Could just crash and burn. We'll see. Two months. Really doubt that. Just ends up like a hot mess and everyone's (laughs) flailing. So, I mean, the jokey thing is, is that Tamara is going to be doing like four overlapping contracts during the fall. So like the day we're getting married is like the day everyone is free. Right. And I'm like doing my master's. So like no one has time to get married at that time, but we'll never have time. Right. Because of what we do for a living. (laughs) So we're just doing it. Wait. You met through your art? Like mm-hmm. through, okay. 
Yeah, she's a stage manager, which I think is the perfect balance because she works in theater, so she, like, totally gets it. Yeah. But she doesn't have, like... I think if there was two of us that had strong, creative, and artistic ideas, it mm-hmm. would be a hot mess. Right. Um, so Tamara's very grounded and, like, logical, and then I can be like, I'm going to, like do this thing and rip this apart in our apartment and she's like mm, maybe not <laughs> her <laughs> maybe energy not. is very that's very accurate because like i find even when i'm around her i'm like blah, 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 and then i'll see her and be like and i'm calm now <laughs> yeah <laughs> she's just totally zen she's also sorry i'm gonna plug this she's gotten her g1 recently which i also don't think <laughs> a lot of people in her life know so i'm teaching her how to drive and that has been such a level up in our relationship like teaching someone a skill is true. real. True, true, especially driving, which is very stressful, she's especially in this it. city. And I'm making her drive downtown. Like cool. she's not. We did a parking lot, and then we did like small streets in Etobicoke, and then it's like downtown Toronto. Wow, she's gonna be the best driver ever. Just like everything. Yeah. What are you, you learning do. from teaching? That. Um, I teach a lot in terms of like dance things i think with a partner who you're like who you're not used to like having that barrier with Mm -hmm. um it's just like a lot more of like loving kindness right like in a way that like is nothing but positive in our relationship i was like this can go one of two ways this is either (laughs) going to divide us or bring us together and i think it brought us together Cause it's such a weird power dynamic to be like, you're both acknowledging that one person has more expertise in some field. And it's like, how do we go about doing this? I think yeah. it's because she has the power the rest of the time. Right. Right. <laughs> you're like, let me have this one thing, please. Yeah. For the love of God. I can drive. It's the one <laughs> thing I have. Yeah. Okay. We have some nonsense. We have you. some quoting oh, questions yeah, yeah, for you. Do you know what a quote is? No. So like, you're not going to like it. A quote is essentially flatulence out of a penis. Oh, I never like knew that was a thing. Penile urethra flatulence. It's like a queef, but... Exactly. Right. Yeah. But it's mostly, like, whereas a queef can be, like, like happen naturally or, like, you can make it happen. A quaff usually happens when someone's, like, sounding or, like, putting a rod in the urethra. Right. Okay, are you ready? Well, so, ready? No, is Trisha, Jesse, yeah, Pamela? Here we go. You have a minute to answer redonkulous questions. Oh, my God. Any noise counts as an answer. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. What's your pronoun? She. Queens Park or a park full of queens? Park full of queens. Snow fight or snow white? Snow fight. Ballet or balls, eh? Balls, eh? Police otters or police blotters? Police otters, thank you. (laughs) Can of super or super cans? Super cans. (laughs) Roses or poses? Roses? What the hell's a poses? Cher or Ricky Martin? Cher. Pirouette or a wet pier? A wet pier, never pirouettes. Step ball change or stepping on balls for change? Mm, step ball change because that sounds painful. <laughs> Ottawa or otters wah? Otters wah! Hull or hell? Mm, hull's pretty fun. Canterbury High School or can't I bury high school? That makes no sense. Canterbury <laughs> High School. Pool water? Wait, pool no water or water no pool? Hmm, water no pool. Dora the Explorer or Dora the Awarder? Mm, both. <laughs> that's a minute. That was amazing. There's no way that any of that's usable. Just cut it all. Edit it now. It's all staying in. I had an out-of-body experience. I'm back now. What happened? 
So if you can't tell, we maybe tailored those towards yeah, a towards little you bit, specifically, just yeah. slightly. Yeah, thank you for throwing Something in every for. reference to my life. <laughs> <laughs> did we miss any? Do you want to circle back? <laughs> you did, back? but we're fine. Yeah. Um, if you'll direct your attention over to your right, oh, over yeah. your right shoulder, yeah, uh, you'll see Pamela, who's not only our mascot but our deity, yeah. deity, 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 deity. Get there. Um, Keep trying. What what is what is she uh, looking like to you today? Um, a Harry Potter cat was like the first thing that came to mind. Okay. Kind of got a wizard vibe going on. Uh-huh, uh-huh. What, what kind of spell I mean? would she cast? No idea. <laughs> <laughs> what what specific energy does she fill you with when you look upon her? <laughs> like, she's very stoic. Yeah. Um, a little proud, a little too proud. <laughs> too proud, yeah. yeah. She's on her high horse. Elliot, yeah. what do you get? She's a bumpet. So I feel like she might swear, like, inappropriately, or she might, like, come off as a bit abrasive. Uh, but yeah. I think she means well, and I think that if something happened in my life that was traumatic, I could go to her door, and I feel like she'd take me in. Wow. You know? I don't I don't get that energy. Yeah. You don't You don't agree? I get that she she doesn't want anything to do with you. She okay. has a hard deadline. Okay. She's going to smoke her cigarette yeah. and write her prose. Yeah. And kids, get downstairs. Do you know what I mean? Because I have work to do in the attic. But don't you feel like the scarf and the dress maybe and the pen shows that she has like an emotional side that perhaps she's in touch with and like well that's right she's a creative writer right but she still has deadlines <laughs> she definitely is working against time right yeah, now yeah it's something about that hair that is not inviting yeah she looks a little bit like Judith Thompson yeah or what I imagine Judith Thompson to look like neither of us know what Judith Thompson looks like we were both like yeah yeah Judith yeah. I love Ms. Thompson she's a terrible Canadian playwright last thing um, we'd like to end on a silver lining do you have one Elliot locked and loaded? I do. Uh, it's the most trivial. I got my nails done recently and I got them done in a metallic coating. They're um, fucking beautiful. They're beautiful. I cannot stop looking at them. It's I distracting can't. all day. I was like just not doing work and like staring at my hands. Um, we need like cute trivial things, you know, sometimes yeah. to lift us up. Definitely. Did the person know what they were doing? Absolutely not. Do my nails still hurt three days later? Yes, they do. Was it worth it? Absolutely. Yeah. That's my silver lining. That's great. Thanks. Do you have one, Tom? I can see you thinking really hard. Yes. Thank you, producer Trish. <laughs> uh, just like literally, your what's your rate? And can you <laughs> yeah. come on and work for us? <laughs> yeah. Uh, unfor- like we've done all the anecdotes of the week. Hold on. Um, what about finding out that your ex partner is engaged? Definitely oh, a silver lining. Ooh. Oh, not messaging like heinously rude things and like really sort of choking it down. Is that a silver lining? Yes. yes. Like trying to like be the bigger person, even though I'm now speaking on this about it. So I feel like I've lost that. We can edit this out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's one long beep. You know yeah. what it is. Yeah. Kathy came to watch, and this is a better one. Kathy came to watch my gay soccer league, my gay friendly soccer league on Sunday. And she like sat down, she had a mat. So I finished my game, sat down with her, and we just like enjoyed sitting on the mat, watching the gays play ball, enjoying the sun. There was an ice cream truck that we hired for everybody. And it was just like, a really lovely Sunday afternoon in July on the mat with my friend. 
and it was nice. That's great. I love that. Yeah. Um, the only thing that comes to mind, and I was like, no, this one's really dumb, so don't say it, but it's the only thing that I have. I was in traffic today, a la Toronto traffic, and Toronto traffic can be very aggressive with yes. a lot of people like honking and being like absolutely rude. And Sorry the, about that, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's all you every time, always on my right. Um, and then this woman pulled up beside me as cute as can be, and she like waved until I opened the window. And then she was like, I'm so sorry. I'm in the wrong lane. Do you mind if I go in front of you? <laughs> and I was like, yes, like go, please. Like I was, it literally turned my mood around in that moment. Cause I was like, we're all gonna be okay. We just need to be more like that woman. That's so sweet. That's what a silver lining should be. That yeah, is actually totally. amazing. Great. I have the opposite of that happened to me today. I was like at a meeting and I went <laughs> to buy to buy a tea, and I I uh, the man said to me, "How's your day going?" But I didn't hear it properly, and I wrote, "I'll pay debit, please." And he looked at me like scared, and he went, I, "He's like, oh, I asked how your day's going." I was like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I thought you jackass. I thought you asked how I was gonna pay, and then I just like felt really bad. And then I was like over talkative with him, and he was just like, "Dude, it's okay. You fucked up. Just move along." Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's Aww. that's a light into my anxiety. Yeah, <laughs> a silver light into your anxiety. Yeah. Well, oops, you. I just stole three silver linings there and made it dark. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you went up and then you went down. We're, we're never going to end this podcast because no. Tom can't get it together. OK, I'm sorry. I forgot one thing. Don't kill me because I need four silver linings. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> but um, our guests from two weeks ago, Barbara and Selena, who are participating in um, RuPaul. RuPaul. <laughs> Cruise and Tango's Drag Race have both moved on. Um, so they're both uh, vying for the final 10. So exciting. so exciting. So proud. I'm confident that they'll be both keep moving on. I'm actually going to perform with Barbara next week. So stay tuned for that. Oh my God, amazing. Yeah. I don't know what that's going to entail, but I guess you'll have to come to Cruise and Tango Sundays at 9 to find out. Trish, so new Tom, sorry. new host, thank you so <laughs> yeah. much. Tom, thanks for being here. <laughs> yeah. It was wonderful having you as a guest on this week's episode. <laughs> thanks for having me, you guys. Thanks, thanks for taking the time out of your day. We really appreciate it. Yeah, you're Except done that- now. <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to have an outro while you sit there. <laughs> Listen, we learned a lot today, didn't we? We did. I think we grew a little bit. We shrunk a little bit. (laughs) It's perfect. That's what everyone wants, right? That's what we aim to do on this podcast. I don't have any stuff to plug. I have Instagram. I'm Instapatsy, Patsy with a Z on Instagram. Um, Patricia Allison on Twitter. I'm hilarious on Twitter. Only I think so. I have no followers. (laughs) I'd like to believe that you're hilarious on Twitter. Yeah, please follow me. Um... Yeah, that's all I've got to plug. Amazing. Do you have any upcoming projects? Just my plug? thesis. Nice. Yeah. So you? everyone's going to send you... Po- same. <laughs> everyone's going to send positive vibes. Thank you. Yes. Help. Yeah. All of them. <laughs> I love it. And you can find Dickwick on Facebook as Do You Queer What I Queer. Twitter as Dickwick. Instagram as Dickwick. Patreon if you're feeling like a patron. Uh, and thanks for tuning in. And without further ado, we'll see you next Tuesday. Have a great evening, everyone. Bye. <laughs> that was my most Tom-like outro. Do you cry? I cry? No. <laughs>
one, two, ready, go. That's a wrap. Yes.